0: Conversations that you connect with and react to. SAFM. Songhez on SAFM. The HSRC is appealing to all South Africans to continue their participation in the 6th South African HIV Prevalence incidence, Behavior and Communication Survey, which was launched in Feb this year. The study, which was first commissioned by President Mandela, then in 2001 is a population-based cross-sectional survey of households throughout south africa the survey is conducted to better understand the factors driving the hiv epidemic and to inform public health policies and programs by conducting surveys and collecting food sample rather blood samples from homes across the country They can better understand where the country is in the fight against HIV, COVID-19 and other diseases. This is a unique opportunity for South Africans, of course, to participate towards the development of effective HIV prevention and treatment programs. The survey is repeated every three to five years. This marks the 20th anniversary of the first round of the survey. Indeed, one important addition to the study this year is the subsample of participants who will be randomly selected to test for SARS-CoV-2 antibodies, letting the survey and those in medicine better understand the true impact of SARS-CoV-2 on South Africa. To help us understand the survey better and just to lay the lands, landscape in relation to the progress made between the first survey to now and how it has influenced public health policy and resource distribution in particular is Dr. Sean Ewester, Senior Research Manager in the Human and Social Capabilities Research Division at the HSRC. Sean, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Uh, good evening to you and to
0: Please explain the importance of the survey and the importance of this survey taking place every three to five years as we continue to fight the communicable disease of HIV and now in the latter day COVID-19 being incorporated.
1: No, thank you um as you mentioned um, the survey started
0: way back in 2001
1: and i think one of the strengths of the survey is it provides with um, it's tracking tracking epidemic since 2001 you know right up to um, 2022 so the survey will be able to track changes um you know in the area it tracks changes in HIV prevalence but could also um, identify you know which areas in the country you know there's been like an increase in in HIV prevalence or in decrease, so it really guides us into how well, um, you know, as a country we perform in in, in um, you know in our interventions because it, um, it almost provides a baseline for future future interventions that the country you know undertakes in fighting um, HIV.
0: The fact that President Mandela, of course, he was out of government at the time, but it was probably an indictment to the then government's general response to HIV and AIDS. Of course, we would know around the same time the Treatment Action Campaign were lobbying hard, and they went as far as the Constitutional Court a year later to force government to roll out the ARV program. So this being the first study in 2001, For those who might have missed the political landscape at the time, as they might have missed just the general health outlook, do you want to reflect to the first study and the conditions under which it took place? Yes,
1: look, um, President Mandela identified at that time, you know, that HIV is a problem. Um, And then there was no... um, Remember, there were surveys that were done previously. Um, But these surveys were mostly done, for example, in in clinics, um, you know, in our facilities, so there wasn't a type of survey that gives you now um, a community-based approach or, you know, across the country, a representative sample that goes to households. So this was the first survey undertaken um, during that time. Um, and remember remember that time, HIV, there was lots of stigma around HIV. Um, so even, I mean, the HIV at that time was, you know, you were going into into um, into communities um, and you're testing for HIV, but was quite different to what we're experiencing, you know, um, going back now 20 years later to certain communities where we don't have that same heightened um, stigma. Stigma still exists, um, there's no doubt about that. But it was the first time, you know, 20 years ago, there was a different landscape, you know, when HIV um, was, um, when we first researched um, this household survey.
0: What have been the nation's gains in better understanding HIV and AIDS, better dealing with HIV and AIDS, the resources geared towards the fight of the pandemic, and in particular, advocacy and education programs, especially of the kind that deal with, among other things, the stigmatization of the disease?
1: I think one of the one things we really you picked up, as I mentioned, it is a service done continuously. Um, and I think one of the highlights in our service example, when we looked at condom use, um, we saw that, in, in, in one survey, like for example, in 2005, there was an increase in condom use. And when we read the survey again in 2008, we saw a dramatic drop in condom use among the young people. So this was something that, again, alerted um, you know, officials and stakeholders that because um, we were pushing for condom use, condom use, but there was a clear drop um, in condom use. So there was a refocus again you know, on um, getting that intervention going. Um, the same with regards to um, um, ARVs. Um, initially, we didn't test for ARVs, um, and as the survey continues each round, we add you know new technology, mm-hmm. new testing um, to the survey. So we could also show the government you know what was the um, actual coverage of HIV um, nationally, um, and that became a good way to track how well government was um, you know, rolling out um, HIV. I mean, sorry, um, the prevention because we could identify which um, age groups there was uh, um, a a need. Um, was it males, females? You know, in which provinces? So the survey um, provides lots of, as I mentioned, it's almost a provider baseline on what they are doing, um, and then it tracks all the interventions that was done in the country. You know, was there any improvement? For example, one of the key things we also identified in our survey was that there was an increase um, incidence, um, you know, new infections among young um, young females, and then the government focused on that particular group. You know, young adolescents. Based on some of the recommendations that came from our survey, so um, I think every survey round it is something that maybe changes or something that you know stakeholders can um, um, you know address based on what what um, what we are finding um, in the study.
0: What would have been attributed to the condom use dropping at the time of around 2005, which would have been the results spat out by the second survey? What we
1: also. Um, I think what we um, in one of the surveys that we found out when we looked at all the campaigns, um, you know, the media campaigns that was going around, um, and in our surveys when we had one of our survey rounds, we found out that um, the actual information that was getting across to to our participants um, was very small. You know, the knowledge levels we thought would have been quite high, didn't translate into, into our uh, into our findings. So there was large. Um, money spent you know on, on on media campaigns and we included that in some of our survey rounds we found out that that wasn't as effective you know as as what they are what they thought it' also be that people because um, remember we do a, um what we do is a questionnaire-based survey so some of our findings um, also leads to deeper um, research where people will maybe do more in-depth studies to find out you know what's happening because what we do is we, we've actually taken a snapshot you know, in time, in that particular year, this is what we are, were finding. And then sometimes there will be smaller studies that will actually drill down to get, you know, the more nuanced um, understanding of what's happening on the ground. But what we found was there was a clear lack of um, knowledge, um, you know, um, during um, some of our survey round.
0: But I mean, you're talking about a clear lack of knowledge. I'm, I'm would 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 that translate to a decrease in 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 usage given the fact that in the earlier phases and certainly in the first survey well it was the first survey so you could only get results for what they were i'm 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 asking because i mean around that time you would have had programs like soul city which was available on television free to air sabc you had love life, which really was at the peak of its powers, I suppose, in engaging this conversation of turn HIV to HIV victory and all of those slogans around there. The constitutional um, litigation treatment action campaign and its early work in that relation, in that regard, rather, the, the availability of condoms in all public health care sectors one would have thought there wouldn't have been an opportunity for governments programs together with her social partners to occasion for a drop in the usage. Given the fact that it was still in the early days, it was highly talked about. There were lots of fears around HIV and AIDS, probably partly rather because of the stigmatization, which comes from lack of information. That program at that time, it it beggars belief that it would of all things yield to a drop in the usage of condoms, more as particularly as we were seeing the the uptake of social media. I mean, Facebook, for instance, only started a year before then. What socially then would the lesson have been such that by the time the next survey came around, because 2005 now this is the beginning of the third administration, essentially working away towards the fourth administration, what were the systemic changes to address that? Because that would have been shocking.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and especially the drop, the the biggest drop we found was among the young males and the young females, that was where the biggest drop um, in um, in condom use occurred. Um, but and it was shocking because, as you know, um, as you correctly point out, the distribution of condoms were freely available. You know, it wasn't that there wasn't a um, um, a problem with um, the, the number of condoms in the, in the in it was available, but where we identified where there was this. Um, significant drop. It was in the young males, especially, and then um, among females. But the young males, um, that particular um, um, sector, um, had the lowest drop um, in condom use. It was something that also shocked um, quite a few officials and stakeholders you know, when the results were made
0: available. And of course, that creates for another problem, and a particularly skewed problem. It exposes that much more young girls to HIV and AIDS. And if you mix some of the historical or cultural elements associated with behavior and interaction, boy and girl, and some of the things that many are taught from a young age, and I know I'm possibly going into a trap here, but I think it is important to have this conversation in terms of the role certain cultural teachings or even expectations played in some of the figures and the direction in which the nation's HIV and AIDS score turned out, particularly from your rural provinces. Have you got something to say in that regard from an academic perspective and some of the things that government had to do as a nuance to the non-health issues but were squarely health issues? Yeah, it's quite
1: difficult, you know, um, especially as I'm saying, look, our focus is on um, it's on this HIV, massive HIV survey. You know, we go throughout the country. Um, ask questions. But as you correctly point out, um, some of these things are, um, it's so structural you know. But what our survey can only point to is, as I'm saying, we can identify um, the trends um, in the area. You know, this is what we do um, in every survey. Um, the nice thing in the survey is that we have for example, for example, the condom news one I, I, What I take to you now. So when this survey is also released we will provide um, you know, um, the use, since 2001, for different age groups, for different uh, you know, males and females, from that time right up you know, to the six wave, and it provides a trend of what's happening in the country. Um, but as I mentioned earlier on, our survey only provides that insight into what's happening in, at that particular time, um, and then up to, you know, the stakeholders will now look at that and see what interventions can be rolled out, you know, to try to address those issues.
0: Where are we in relation to the progress that as a nation we have made? It's 20 years on now. This is in part the legacy of Dada Madiba. But also generally speaking now, you would think there are some certain things about HIV and AIDS and the nation's imagination of it that are no longer issues by virtue of time, our exposure to information and the fact that some of the many advocacy programs would have landed and landed with the ability to correct if it's not stereotypes behaviors or just the availability of information to influence people to behave and move differently and differently for the better where are we 20 years on
1: look um one of the i think strengths friends of the survey as i mentioned we can monitor um you know progress to certain targets so one of the targets um, in addressing hiv was you know the aim was to at least have everyone that's positive in this country you know 90 um, percent of those people that are positive should know that they should know their status you know, it was one of the first um, targets that we that was um, um, developed to address um, um, you know to complicate um, HIV the second one was out of this group that's positive you know 90 percent of them should be on treatment you know that was a key target to try to alleviate um, HIV and then the third pillar was that you know 90 percent of people that are on treatment should have a low viral load so this survey actually tracks that performance. Um, and what we can see now um, since our last round, since chapter um, 5, we know that the countries already achieved the first 90. 90% of people did test positive in our survey indicated that they know their the status. You know, so that's a really... Um, that, that's that awareness, a awareness. Yeah, that, that awareness has increased. We go back um, to the first survey. Very few people actually tested for HIV. Very few people knew the HIV status. So you can see that the intervention, you know, one of the key interventions of rolling out HIV testing really um, has been achieved in this country. With over 90% of males and females actually know um, their, their status. That has really improved. Where we were struggling, and what we made, uh, made major improvements was the second 90. You know that 90% of those people that are positive should actually be on treatment. And look at the government has made changes before it was, yeah, there a certain CD4 count before you could go on to treatment. Now, they test you. I mean, you test it today in a clinic, and you um, test it positive. Immediately, you can go on to treatment. So um, our survey tracks that performance. Um, So as I mentioned, um, our first 90, we have achieved that already. Mm -hmm. Where we saw struggling is on the um, second 90. So not everyone who's actually um, know that their status is actually on treatment. And then the third one is about the viral load. So our survey also now of identify, you know, what are the barriers that still um, exist where a person tests positive, but they don't go on treatment, or they, they go on treatment but they stop. You know, so what are the barriers that can assist, you know, stakeholders to improve um, that um, treatment uptake?
0: Talking about treatment uptake, I think credit has to be given to where it is due. Certainly the early days of the Mutsualedi and Zuma um, um, Ministry of Health and Presidency, respectively, they made certain concessions about perhaps the administrations before them and how they had, if you will, mishandled the HIV and AIDS question and the fact that they did place a strong emphasis on the rollout of treatment And I think this was well received by the global community and the numbers told as positively as you have made reference to earlier on. Are we still keeping? Are we on track with that general trajectory? Of course, we know the first 90, which is always a win. And I suppose you always have to win people over in the second 90 because it comes with some psychological intervention, too. It's not just a clinical practice in terms of you now have HIV and AIDS, and you must take your medication. But there is a lot of psychological engagement that needs to accompany that, because acceptance, stigmatization, and all of the many unknowns, or even the knowns, which are sort of the bad experiences to which that might have been predisposed to have an impact as to whether or not somebody takes one's treatment. I think that's where the work comes. But can we acknowledge the work of the previous administration under Motsualede and Zuma for the tremendous work that has now given us the kind of positive outlook as we have now
1: yeah and I think
0: there's also so many stakeholders working in in, in space you know um,
1: um, and also our government has changed the way they actually do um, you know HIV testing where they're actually going to people's homes um, you know trying to link people, people to care so things are, are, are put in place to make, to remove some of the structural barriers, you know, and into, in assessing and treatment. So I think there has been a, a real change. Um, and all that we are looking at now in this survey is to see whether those gains still continue. You know, as I'm saying, it's, um, the last survey was done in 2017, um, where we saw this progress, um, you know, in the, in the HIV treatment cascade. We saw the, the progress that has been made. So our survey will look at now as as those gains continue. Um, In previous survey, what we found out is that um, treatment was actually a bit lower in the younger age group. It's still a problem, Um, but it's not as high as um, in the older age group. So we can now look at this survey to see whether that has changed, whether um, the treatment has improved in different age categories and also in different different provinces. Um, So we're looking forward to that to see that the gains that we made in the previous survey, um, you know, it's um, actually improving or um, what are the the challenges that still exist? There will still be challenges, you know. Um, Talking um, about whether things
0: are improving (laughs) or not, I mean, we have a listener who's wanting to engage and is feeling rather pessimistic against her or his thoughts. What have these surveys done? Because from 2002 to 2022, cases have increased by 4.7 million Clearly, these numbers won't change. Nothing concrete has been done to reduce cases of HIV and AIDS. So can you talk about real numbers versus numbers as a proportion to the population and where South Africa is hitting her targets or not in relation to the numbers?
1: Look, um, firstly, if we test um, somebody in, in, in a previous survey, 2017, we don't expect HIV numbers to drop, Right. If HIV, if HIV prevalence, the, the, the numbers that you're talking about, if that should drop in, in this survey, it would be a clear indication that something is horribly wrong in the country, that our treatment is not working. You know, people are not um, on treatment, and because people are not, um, they are dying. Um, we expect HIV prevalence to increase survey after survey. What we look at, what's more important, is the number of cases that are new. That is a key, um, a key indicator. Because a person that actually tested positive in a previous survey or say three surveys ago, um, that person, that person, um, some, not we don't test the same people again. But if you tested positive, um, say, 10 years ago, mm. and you are selected to our server, you also are also going to be part of the actually positive group, right? What is a key indicator that was added onto the server as we move along is to see whether that... When we test somebody positive, we would like to know, is this a new infection that occurred in the past year or is it an old infection? Because well, that is a key indicator to see whether, like as you listener saying, saying, um, if intervention is working, what will work is that the new cases, the new um, HIV positive group is not added onto what the current said. So that number drops, you know, after every survey, or every year that new infection drops. Um, and in a previous survey, we saw a significant drop um, in HIV, new infections in the young females. From our subsequent four to subsequent five, there was a dramatic, significant drop in, in infections. So, what, we, what the recommendations were, but what we could see from the previous survey is that the effort on focusing on the adolescent females was paying off because there was clearly a drop um, in the new infections. But that drop was not as significant with the young males. You know, so we mm. also now indicated as a recommendation. Look, there, there is this focus on young female, and you can see it's bearing fruit. That the new infections in this age group, you know, in this particular category, has dropped. But we must not forget about you know the adolescent uh, male also. You know, in young detention. So it's currently, the key focus um, 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 has been um, in previous surveys the adolescent female.
0: Fantastic. Well, let's leave it there, Sean. Thank you so much for your thoughts and. We certainly do look forward to a time where, in every sense, we can say as a nation we've got HIV, AIDS under control because those who need to be on treatment are on treatment. Generally, the nation has accepted the testing part is is, is part of one's sex life. And more importantly, those who are on treatment are creating the necessary awareness that treatment does help and beyond that, the numbers in the result will drop. Of course, they can increase with time, but certainly the rate at which they increase is probably what we need to arrest. And certainly we wish you and your other agents and partners in healthcare all of the very best. 2136.